Quick throw left side. Has the first down and more up the sideline. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Houston. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday night edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio mobile version. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, head spinning with all that has taken place in the NFL. And we've got it all for you tonight at Texans All Access. I will be joined later in the show by Buffalo Bills sideline reporter, a good friend of mine, Sal Capaccio. We'll talk a little. Shaq Lawson, and I think you're really going to like this discussion on Shaq Lawson. He spent the first part of his career, first four years, I believe it was, with Buffalo. And Sal got to see him up close and personal. Some very interesting things from Sal. So we had a long discussion about that. The Bills, the AFC, uh, trades that occurred a year ago. Well, one trade that happened a year ago. We won't talk about the other one. <laughs> and plenty more. And then we'll go around the league because there's a lot to get caught up on. But to start the show, the man, the myth, my boss, my friend, my pal, my partner, the voice of Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good evening. How are you, my friend? Johnny, I'm doing well. I'm still in the uh, central part of the state today, and I went to Enchanted Rock uh, to follow free agency up there, and then I lost the signal, so that was interesting. By the time I came back down the mountain, I felt like Moses. I come back down the mountain and I activate my phone, and I get more news of Texans signing. And I've seen all these creative tweets like, Nick, slow down. Nick, grab a snack. My gosh, Nick has gone crazy. It's not crazy, though. It's really cool to see this. What is it, a dozen guys in the last couple of days? Yeah. Uh, to say nothing about what they did before, which you and I were talking about last night. And I think you just mentioned Lawson. You know, He and Marcus Cannon, to me, are the biggest pieces so far as far as what's going to improve the team from you know, a marquee value standpoint as far as names you know and, and things that you can clearly envision. I think a lot of the other guys, there are a lot of questions as to how exactly do they fit in. Are they, you know, you have a lot of things that have to add up in order to see them at the starting line on opening day. But I, I think we're all excited to see it. And, uh, and I can't wait to see these guys on the field together and see them start to gel. Yeah, no doubt. And, Mark, we're going to get right to it right off the bat, and we'll probably spend the most time on this one because the Texans added a quarterback. Now, you'd have to be living under a rock to not have seen all that's out there in social media, out in the world, et cetera, about Sean Watson. Either way, no matter what happens, the Texans needed more quarterbacks on this roster. You talked about the other day with your Vandermark bringing in Sam Ellinger, I think, in the sixth or seventh round, which I think would be uh, – I think that would be a really solid move to bring in a guy like that. But there has to be somebody else. Sam can't come in and be number two right away. So you need a guy that provides flexibility on a number of different realms. So – Nick Casario, as has been noted by sources, this has not been made official by the team. And again, we are still in the legal tampering period. But Terod Taylor, formerly of the Chargers, led the Bills to the playoffs in 2017. Terod Taylor joins the Texans with a contract up to $12 million with a base around $6 million. Mark, your gut reaction, Terod Taylor joining the Texans. 
Well, I think it strengthens the quarterback position, like you said. Look, I, I think Taylor is what you call a great backup. You know, he's the kind of guy, if your starter goes down for an extended period of time, you feel good about his ability to carry the team. He's so well-respected. And I love his story, Johnny. I really do, because a lot of people thought, well, he's never going to amount to anything. And then he goes to Buffalo and does what he did. And let's not forget how big that season was for the Bills to get to the playoffs for the first time since, was it the Clinton administration or the George Bush Jr. administration? I mean, it was a long time since they had been to the postseason. And it was really a thrill. We all saw that locker room video. And he was the starting quarterback on that team. And I give him tons of credit because a lot of good quarterbacks have been there, Drew Bledsoe, and have not been able to get the Bills to the postseason, right? And guys they invested a lot in have not. Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't get the Bills to the postseason. You know, other, you know, lost men. I mean, the list goes on and on. But to me, uh, he's the kind of guy who can help this team because you absolutely have to have a good backup and you might need a starter if certain things play out a certain way. Right. Right. And I think that he would be the answer necessarily, but I don't think he thinks he's the answer. He's just part of an answer. And, you know, let's say you have Deshaun and Deshaun's out four weeks, you know, who do you want taking snaps? I think Tyrod Taylor would be great to do that in the uh, horrible event that that would take place. Uh, you know, I'm just playing out the hypotheticals here. So no matter how you look at it, uh, I think you got better. I do like A.J. McCarron, but I think that Taylor brings a little something extra. And I think that his time as a starter brings him a little um, extra credibility in the locker room. Not that A.J.'s not credible. Let's be clear on that. But yeah. Tyrod has just played more and has a little bit more of that. I think there, there, are two, there are two stories that stand out when I think about Tyrod Taylor. Number one actually goes all the way back to 2007. He's a freshman at Virginia Tech and was not the starter yet. And we had traveled, Sean Pendergast and I had traveled to Baton Rouge to see the LSU-Virginia Tech game. We did radio from there and going to have a great weekend. We're going to watch Virginia Tech, LSU, the top 10 teams in the country. And LSU was just dominating the game. Taylor comes in the game, and he was the only player on the field that night that could match LSU – uh, speed for speed and it was amazing they Virginia Tech is getting eaten up all of a sudden Taylor comes in it's like whoa this game just changed and he put together a great career at Virginia Tech and I think he's put together a pretty strong career in the NFL albeit not a full-time year after year starter but he has been a value player nowhere no matter where he's been last year I feel for the guy they're going out for week two and before he goes out for week two he takes a shot because he uh, had hurt his ribs, I believe. And it punctured his lung. He's got to go to the hospital. Mm. And then Justin Herbert is tremendous, and and Terod never gets his job back. But I watched Hard Knocks last year, and I don't know if a lot of people did. Felt like the ratings were down. But if you go back and watch Hard Knocks and you watch how Taylor – how he acts – I shouldn't say it's an act – how he reacts with his teammates, how he helps his teammates, how he helped Justin Herbert, how he interacted with his coaches – that's a guy you want around your ball club, Mark. That's a guy you want to have. Starter, third string, first string, special teams. It really doesn't matter. You want a guy like that around your locker room because you talk about smart. Obviously, he's been able to do it both running and throwing. His completion percentage over the years has been better than people will give him credit. It's been very, very high. I think he is a key piece to add, and you mentioned it, 
you don't want a particular thing to happen. But if it does, you've got to be prepared. And I think Taylor gives you a ton more flexibility in that realm than uh, any other quarterback they could have gotten. Because I think there are a number of roles he can play, and he would be valued in all of them. Mark, I think he's valued in any role that he is going to play. Mm. And you know what? I don't know if he'll wear number five. He's worn number five in pretty much all his stops. But number five gets on the field. I feel confident, confident good things happen. Very, very confident that good things happen. You know, 12 and four good things. I don't know about that. But I just know that the offense will be run properly. Good decisions will be made. The ball will be taken care of. And the offense will move with him at the helm. Now, will it move at a pace that another quarterback we know well? No, because that guy's one of the best in the league. But if it has to be, you have a guy that at least can step in, take the reins, learn the offense, and get everybody where they need to be on every single play. Mark, when I saw this come down, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. And you know, I, I put together kind of like a, a postseason document, like going into 2021, like what would I do? You know, how should, you know, just kind of working through like what I think the backup quarterback that I first put, Tyrod Taylor. So yeah. I feel good. Wow. I feel like I hit that one out of the park with Tyrod Taylor coming to the Texans. Well, you said it well. He fits any role. And I think for them, you have to look at it this way. There was one quarterback on the roster up till now, right? And right. it was Deshaun Watson. Yes. And yeah, with all the noise surrounding Deshaun and everybody winning and everybody's got an opinion, right? And I get it. The NFL is the most talked about thing in sports and everyone's going to have an opinion on what they perceive to be going on. With all that going on, you didn't have any other quarterback to sort of rest your eyes on. And now you do. You know, now you have a guy in the building. Now, no one's in the building right now, but metaphorically or uh, symbolically in the building, somebody who you can rest your eyes on. You could say, hey, he strengthens this group. Deshaun, Tyrod Taylor, we feel good about this twosome. Now, who knows what's going to happen? I, I know there's a lot of speculation. Well, if they sign Tyrod Taylor, it means this or yes. it means that. Look, we don't know. We can't go there. We don't really know what it means in terms of what other people are thinking, speculating, hypothesizing. But I can tell you this, you're better at quarterback than you were, obviously, because you only had one guy on the roster. Now you're stronger. But even with A.J., you know, who I thought looked good with the Bengals during that little postseason run when he came in for Andy Dalton. But you have a guy here at Taylor who's played a lot more and has so much respect in the locker room, like we said. I just feel better having him around no matter what happens. And I think they do, too. And when you look at all the different ways that this thing could play out, Johnny, at the quarterback position, you're right. You're better off with them than with a lot of other guys, right? You're better off with a Tyrod Taylor. And, and credit to you for identifying this early, that he would be the ideal candidate for what they are going through right now as an organization, what's happening around them and everything. I think that you said it well, and I credit Nick for making this signing. Again, Nick's been busy. Nick's got that phone plugged in. Nick's probably <laughs> drinking a lot of coffee. No, I don't think he has coffee, Johnny. I think he's on all natural everything. So whatever he's eating, I want some of it because it seems to be working. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what kind of trail mix he'll put in his body, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely got the phones going. I thought it was funny last night 
that Justin Reed put out a cartoon of a guy just banging a keyboard and answering phones. He just said, boy, Nick's getting busy. And I thought it was pretty interesting that a player recognized that and put that out. But my goodness, have teams been getting busy. The Texans, maybe more than most with the number of players. But Mark, I got to say, the Jacksonville Jaguars have done mm. a really nice job. Shaquille Griffin at corner to go with C.J. Henderson. Rayshon Jenkins from the Chargers at safety. A boomerang and Carlos Hyde going back. They just signed Marvin Jones out on the outside, who reminds me of D.J. Chark, and they'll be teammates. Holy cow. And, oh, by the way, the Titans added Danico Autry and Bud Dupree and Janoris Jenkins although they cut Malcolm Butler, Adore Jackson, and Tim Kelly. So teams in the division are getting busy. The one team that's been relatively quiet, which we'll hear about on Wednesday because the official, the trade for Carson Wentz will go official, the Colts. Colts really haven't done a whole lot. They're kind of lying right. in the weeds, which actually scares me. But what do you think of what the Titans and Jaguars have done? What stood out to you? Well, I remember one of my favorite gifts, although I didn't like it for us, but I thought it was entertaining, what was the year the Colts were going nuts in free agency and their own account put out, you know, the popcorn eating gif of like Colts free agency. Like you couldn't get enough of it. Right. Yeah, Cause they couldn't right. get enough of it. But ultimately I think it ended up being an eight and eight campaign for them. So for this year, who knows how this plays out? I know that was a different regime and I'm looking at what the Titans are doing. They're already a good team. We know this, they won the division. I think they've made some solid additions here. Uh, you said Tim Kelly, by the way, by accident. You meant Dennis oh, Kelly. Dennis Kelly. Um, My God. Tim's, Tim's driving home saying, what? Oh, no. I'm sorry, Coach. Yeah, coach, see? I'm sorry about that. Dennis Kelly. Tim Kelly's yeah. brother. So there are right, few words right. I missed out of there. I meant Dennis Kelly, Tim Kelly's brother. So there you go. All right, Mark. I got to catch up with my pal, Sal Capaccio. Learn a little bit more about Shaq Lawson. Appreciate you being with me. We'll have that for you next on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value. All while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills. Presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the Rest Assured Promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best mattress brands. Like the Temper Breeze Collection, available now with a $300 instant gift good towards your choice of sleep accessories. Visit with our sleep experts in-store, online, or by phone to find the right bed for you. Only at Mattress Firm, America's number one Tempur-Pedic retailer. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. 
Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our red diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2021 season ticket priority wait list. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join for free at HoustonTexans.com. Spring is finally here, and you deserve an upgrade. There's no better way to upgrade than with a new Hyundai filled with all the latest technology, including the digital smartphone key. Save big on all our Hyundai models and get the upgrade you deserve only at the Hyundai Spring Upgrade event. Get 0% APR plus zero payments for 90 days on the 2021 Elantra or get up to 2000 in savings. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans, for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 331-21. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hey, this is Keith, Papa John's here, and guess what? We've done it. We finally came out with what I consider the best pizza ever. It's our new epic stuffed crust pizza only at Papa John's. That's right. We took our wonderful crust, fresh dough, and rolled into it 100% mozzarella cheese, and now you get an extra cheesy pizza when you order. Get a large one topping and the epic stuffed crust for just 12 bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, and now best stuffed crust around Papa John's Houston. The Texans and Amogee Bank are proud to call Houston home. We believe that small businesses are vital to our local community. We're joining forces to help during these challenging times with the Houston Texans Small Business Boost. Presented by Amogee Bank. Do you know a small business who makes a community a better place? Nominate them today and they could win $2,500 cash. Special promotion from the Houston Texans. Special promotion from the Houston Texans. And exclusive event invitations from Amogee Bank. Find out more at HoustonTexans.com slash business boost. Free agency is hot and heavy, heavy. And the Texans are one of the most active teams in the NFL. Want to be the first to get Texans news when it happens? Sign up for Push Alerts by downloading the Radio.com app. Then search and favorite Sports Radio 610. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans. Play here. Play here. Now back to more Texans Talk on Texans All Access. Welcome back to the Tuesday night edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio mobile version. Now over 365 days. <sighs> but maybe we're getting there. Got the vaccine. Well, first dose today. So be excited, people. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, silent reporter. And I am joined now by a guy I've gotten over the last five, six years. Good friend of mine. From Buffalo, covers the Buffalo Bills, covers the NFL like nobody that I know. 
my pal Sal Capaccio. Sal, my friend, how are you doing? I know you got the vaccine. How are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, actually, I had the first one. I'll be getting the second one on Thursday. So, you know, we'll see. I think that, you know, people say that there's a little bit with the second one when that happens, but uh, pretty good so far. My arm was a little sore after the first shot, but I'm so looking forward to it. You know, I have uh, family down in Florida, so it's nice. New York has a lot of different restrictions compared to where you are or most of the country. <laughs> yeah. So if we yeah. travel, we have all these different protocols, but, you know, now that I'll be vaccinated, it, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, it definitely will. And, I, and I'm curious to see how the league reacts to this. I know with the vaccine, it's a little different than being tested every single day for COVID, which I'm still doing every single day. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the league uh, plays out with this. So I want to start here. We're going to get to Shaq Lawson in a second because Shaq spent some time in Buffalo. He is now a Houston Texan after the trade with the Dolphins. But I got to ask you, and I actually didn't plan on doing this when you and I talked about doing this interview, to talk about the Patriots mm-hmm. and what the Patriots have done. Jonu Smith. Earlier on Tuesday, they added Hunter Henry. They added Jalen Mills. They did re-sign Cam Newton. They've done a number of different things. What's been kind of your reaction and the Bills fan reaction to what Belichick and the Patriots have done these first couple days of free agency? So, you know, it's funny because we lived this existence here in Buffalo for 20 years of the Patriots just dominating the Bills and never seeing it, never having a sniff. And that's because they had Tom Brady, of course, and Bill Belichick. And, you know, they, they always got cheap labor for people to go there and play with Brady and to chance to win and things like that. And then suddenly the bills finally find their franchise quarterback, Josh Allen, and they overtake the Patriots and they kind of, you know, they put a stamp on that last year and got to the AFC championship game. Um, But now here we are, there's still this fear bunker that a lot of bills fans live in. This is Belichick and this is the Patriots and everything they do. Oh my God, they're closing that gap. And look, they are closing the gap. They, John Smith's a really good player. Hunter Henry's a really good player, but who's the quarterback? And where's the outside weapons? And as good as Bill Belichick is as a coach, they still don't have Josh Allen. They're going to have to find a way still to beat the Buffalo Bills. So I, I, I think the Patriots got some really nice players. I love John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. We talked about them maybe even for the Bills. You know, that didn't happen. Yeah. But, but they still don't have Josh Allen. And they still have to bridge that gap. And they have Cam Newton. So um, it's really interesting. By the way, I, I think it's fascinating what their offense is going to look like. I know that like 12 personnel can win in the NFL. Other teams have done it. But their philosophy is more looking to me like what the Ravens have tried to do the last few years, running the ball, using tight ends. They don't have those outside receivers. And we've seen the Ravens have a ceiling. So I'm still not convinced this is going to work. I'm curious to see how it goes, too. And somebody had texted me today and asked me about a tweet that somebody put out there about how they put so many resources in tight ends. And I said, well, the first question that people should be asking is why haven't they been able to draft receivers that can win where they want Hunter Henry and John o. Smith to win as receivers? Because right. those two guys aren't going to break the bank as run blockers. They're not going to do that. So why have they been so deficient in drafting wide receivers recently? Famously, Nikhil Harry at the end of 2019, I believe that was, at the end of the first round, when apparently Belichick was told, hey, there's some other receivers you should look at. He decided to go with Nikhil Harry. Don't know if all that's what, what's true. But – the proof is in the pick, and that is Nikhil Harry has not panned out, and other receivers they drafted have not panned out. So they've had to find some interior passing weapons, and they found that with tight ends. So, and that's the tricky thing, and you know this, Sal. When you label a guy a tight end, the first image, and of course, if you're in our age demographic, you think of Mark Bavaro. You <laughs> think of the big, thick, run-blocking tight end. Eh, tight end is not quite that. I know you guys. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, smoke lately about tight end. Drafted mm-hmm. Dawson Knox a few years ago. 
But that's been one piece because you have a lot of other pieces. That tight end can be a, a piece for you guys looking forward. What is the thought about tight end for you guys going forward with the Bills? Do you think it's going to end up having to be a draft pick? What's the thought on tight end for you guys going moving forward? No, I think the Bills would like to upgrade immediately at tight end. And, and look, we like Dawson Knox here. I think the team likes Dawson Knox. The organization does. But it was very, it was very telling at the end of the season, the end of your press conference by Brandon Bean. He actually said, and you don't usually get this from most GMs, especially a guy like Brandon Bean. He said, we didn't feel our tight ends threatened the defense enough. And that's yeah. kind of really calling out the position, you know, right. to say something like that. And then he went on to say, what you really want is what we saw in Kansas City at the end of the year. He said, I know that that's hard to get. You know, they don't just come along every day. <laughs> yeah. that's what you're after, right? So yeah. are you going to get get that in the draft? Well, unless you're drafting in the top 10 and get Kyle Pitts, probably not, as you'd probably agree, right? I mean, you're not going right. to get that guy who's immediate impact. Even the guys like Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, these, oh my God, look at these tight end prospects. They take time, John, and this is not – this is a, an evolving – like a, this is one of the positions that actually takes a little time in the league. So it's interesting, just before you and I hooked up here, I saw a report from Michael Silver that said the Bills actually had a similar offer into Rob Gronkowski. He's from Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, and, but he obviously went back to Tampa. What does that tell me? That tells me the Bills are going to be in the tight end market. So yeah. I wonder – and let's remember, we are today – at the one-year anniversary of the Bills trading for Stephon Diggs. I wonder if there's a trade out there for the Bills to make for a tight end. Maybe not a free agent, but, you know, there's guys like Dan Arnold. I really like him. Uh, a yeah. guy untapped out in Arizona. Maybe that's something they can look into. There are some players, so we'll see. But I do think the Bills – and I like – and by the way, this is no, not an indictment on Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox. I think yeah. he has a spot on this team. I think they can get better, though. Yeah, I, don't, I think you're right, and I do. I like Dawson Knox as well. It's also the one-year anniversary of another trade that we're just not going to mention – uh, or talk about tonight. Uh, you and I have talked about that before. Uh, but I think the Diggs trade worked out for both the Bills and the Vikings, whereas the other trade I don't think worked out for both teams um, the way that uh, we would have liked it to have happened. All right, let's jump into uh, Shaq Lawson. The Texans trade for Shaq Lawson, started his career in Buffalo. Sal, I thought in the playoff game, I thought he was very, very good in the playoff game. He goes down to Miami. The Texans make a deal sending Menardrick McKinney down to Miami to play middle linebacker for, for them. The Texans get an edge player in return. In your opinion, what are the Texans getting in a guy like Shaq Lawson? Super high energy guy. You're going to love having him. Like he's, he fits into any locker room, I think. This is a guy that, you know, people gravitate to him. He's got a great, fun personality, right? And I think that kind of was his, to his detriment a little bit early on in this league. I think what happened with Shaq was, first of all, he was drafted by Rex Ryan, and yeah. Rex saw this. You know, remember, Rex's kid played at Clemson. He was Shaq's teammate, okay? Rex saw a lot of Clemson play. He loved him, He said, and Rex wanted defensive guys, and he saw he was the ACC player of the year. But to be honest, he didn't fit Rex's defense. Rex ran more of like a 3-4 hybrid, and Shaq had to come in, and he had to play outside linebacker, he, not, not necessarily not defensive end. But the other thing that really hurt him was going to a team that wasn't as buttoned up as a coach like Rex Ryan – I don't know if Shaq was quite the professional he needed to be the first couple of years in the league, if that makes sense. You know, I, right. I think he needed a guy like Sean McDermott and the Bills organization and coaching staff to kind of get him into that mold. And he really did. He became that. After his, after his third year, the Bills declined the fifth-year option. There was a lot of talk because he was an ascending player. He started playing well. And I remember being in the locker room and talking to him about it. And he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and really play and earn my money. And, hey, if, if – if they don't want to keep me, then I'll go somewhere else, but I'm going to try and show them that I'm worth it. And then he actually had the most sacks on the Bills, his, his contract here, his fourth year. I really like how Shaq turned out as a football player. I don't think he's lived up to the exact first-round potential, 
but I think going to Rex Ryan both on and off the field actually hurt him early on in his career. With Shaq, you mentioned it, 3-4 versus 4-3. And, and look, the lines on those two defenses have blurred so much more yeah. in the last probably decade than, than ever before. But there are some significant differences at significant positions, and the edge spot being one of those. He went from a 3-4 in, in Buffalo, then Sean brings in a 4-3, then he goes to a little bit more of a 3-4 kind of hybrid look down in Miami. Now, with Lovey Smith here in Houston, the assumption is it'll be more of a 4-3. Do you feel like that Sal fits Shaq a bit better to play that 4-3 defensive end spot as opposed to a stand-up or a 3-4 outside linebacker? I do. I do. I think Shaq Lawson is a 4-3 defensive end. He is not a stand-up linebacker. He doesn't need to be in coverage. He needs to have his hand on the ground and, A, rush the quarterback. But you know what? He's a good edge setter, John. He's actually yeah. a really good edge defender. And no more was this more evident than when the Bills played the Ravens in the 2019 season. Go back and watch that yeah. game. Shaq Lawson was amazing in that game. He was really good. He did everything exactly like you're supposed to against Lamar Jackson. I, I thought Shaq was maybe the best defender on the field that day for the Buffalo Bills. And again, that goes back to coaching from Leslie Frazier, coaching from Sean McDermott, but he had to be able to do that himself. So I, I think Shaq belongs in a 4-3. I think he is an edge defender. He can get to the quarterback. You know, he's going to give you some sacks, but don't be, he's not going to be a double digit sack guy. Don't expect that, but he can win a little bit. But where he really excels, I think, is just being an all around guy. If he's, as long as he's coached right and as long as he's put in a position to succeed, he'll be fine. All right. Six years ago, before you and I really got to know each other, we took a trip up to Buffalo. We came in December. Sal, I'm not going to listen. You know how I feel about Buffalo Stadium, everything. I loved it. Loved it. But it was 40 degrees in December, man. If we come back in 2021, I mean, can you promise me A, snow, B, cold weather so I can get the full Buffalo experience in 2021? Uh, that You got to get a game after Thanksgiving for that, really. Okay. You know, I mean, I know people like to make jokes that like, oh, it's, it's September. Is it already snowing in Buffalo? No, no, no. We, we have games in the 80-degree range when yeah. it's September still. We're still in the 60s in October. You, know, you got to get late October for it to start to turn. You get a little bit of that mix. You got to get in November maybe for a chance of snow. But once you get past Thanksgiving, that's where your chances are really high uh, to have those snow flurries. It's funny. We were talking about Shaq Lawson, actually. And I remember Jacksonville coming here late in the year a couple, a couple of years ago. And you were on my podcast, and we ha I, talk, I told this story. One of the reasons I'll always love Shaq is um, he, oh. there, was, there was a play. There was a, yeah, there, was a, there was a fight that broke out during the game. Yeah. And Leonard Fournette basically came running across the field, and Shaq lost it, and Leonard Fournette got into it. And I'm there, and Shaq and Leonard Fournette basically blew me right into the wall, right? It was great. <laughs> I remember that was, it was incredible. And I'm, I'm on CBS hightailing it out of there because I was about to get drilled by either Shaq or Leonard Fournette. And I remember that was a late in the season yeah. cold game for a team like the Jaguars to come up to Buffalo, but that's what you need. And it wasn't even snowing then. We don't get a lot of snow games here. When we do, it's noticeable, but we don't get a lot of them, actually, to be honest with you. Sal, as we down here in Houston, are obviously our 2020 season disintegrated very, very early. And so I think there are a lot of Houston fans that, I don't want to say jump on a bandwagon, but they wanted to feel a tie. They wanted to feel excited about a team. They wanted to look at a team and go, you know what, I'm gonna, I kind of want to ride the wave with that team until my team is kind of back. And I know a lot of people in Houston were like, man, hashtag Bills Mafia, man. Watch these guys. These guys are fun. These fans are fun. Did you guys kind of sense that throughout the year that you were kind of gaining a following that maybe you didn't even know because of kind of the fun-loving Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs relationship, 
because of the way the Bills were perceived. You'd see them throwing snowballs at each other uh, after a practice. Did you guys sense that was the case? And if not, do, now that you know it, what does it say about what the Bills have been building that I got people here in Houston that really want to jump on board Bills Mafia and be Bills fans? Yeah, you know, I, I do get that sense, and I have. And I'll tell you what I think it really comes from. It might not even be as much as the Bills. I think it's a lot of it of what you said. You're right. It's the fact that maybe a team can finally overtake the Patriots. I think people have gotten so much Patriots fatigue that here's this team with this up-and-coming team and this fun-loving team. And you know what? How great would it be to finally dethrone the New England Patriots? People have just hated the Patriots so much, John, that that might be it. But I also think that, you know, there's a romanticism and a charm to Bills fans in Buffalo. We're like a college atmosphere here, right? It's people jumping through tables and running around in circles <laughs> yeah. and burning themselves in the parking lot, you know, accidentally and things like that. Yeah. And I think people see that and go, that's the way sports fans should be. Now I'm not advocating for all these shenanigans that are going on, but you get it. I mean, it's, we're, we live in such a sports football, high priced corporate world, you know, people sitting on their hands. Bill's mafia isn't like that. And I think yeah. there's, there, there's a charm to that that people have gravitated to. And I think that's why every time a free agent signs here, they say, boy, I, I notice what happens like and what it's like in that stadium. And I see it on TV and I want to be a part of that. And I think that's what's cool about it and why people have gravitated to. You make the run to the AFC Championship game. Unfortunately, it doesn't go as well as you would have liked. Do you feel like to take what's – what's there to take the next step and what do you have to do to take the next step? And what's do you have to avoid so you don't take a step backwards in 2021? So I think to, to bridge the gap between the Bills and the Chiefs, they need two things, one on offense, one on defense. They need more speed on offense. Yeah. They're not slow, but they're not what the Chiefs are. You know, you, you see what the Chiefs can do. When you see Tyree Kill and Mecole Hardman get the ball in their hands and what they can do, the Bills don't have players like that. I've, I've kind of – what I've said on the air is what the Bills need is Isaiah McKenzie with a turbo button. Like, he's yeah. the kind of player, but they need a guy more like that. They need guys that they can put the ball in their hands. That's why don't be totally shocked if they maybe take a guy like Travis Etienne, you know, at the end of yeah. the first round. Look, that's what the Chiefs did with, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That's what they needed. Even though you have this dynamic offense, you need a little more to get you over the top. You get a guy like that that can – you can get him out of the backfield, put the ball in his hands. Devin Singletary's a nice back. So is Zach Moss. They're not running away from anybody. You know, I think that's, yeah. that's the issue and what the Bills need. On the other side, it's exactly what the Buccaneers had to beat the Chiefs. You, have, you need more pressure from the front four. Um, that's why actually, to be honest with you, John, a lot of people felt the Bills should have never gotten rid of Shaq Lawson. He yeah. was their leading sack guy a couple of years ago. Um, he's not, like I said, a true pass rusher, but they need more. They need more from their front four. They need to be able to get to the quarterback, affect the quarterback. And the thing they need to avoid is I, I think basically thinking that continuity is just going to win. It is great. I will be the first to tell you it's awesome knowing that everybody's coming back for the Bills. They just re-signed Matt Milano. They re, they, they re up Deion Dawkins, Tredavious White last offseason. They just re-signed Daryl Williams and John Feliciano. They're going to be replacing the fewest amount of snaps in the league. That's awesome. But you can't think that just running it back is going to be good enough to catch the team. you got to get better than that, too. Was it surprising in any way, shape, or form the way that Diggs played, the way Diggs helped Allen, the way Allen helped Diggs? I know you and I talked about it in, in that playoff game that we played in 2019. If Diggs is there for Buffalo – I think we have a harder time winning that game, if at all. Was it in any revelation? We knew he was good, but did y'all know he was that good when you got him? I don't think so. You know, we had heard a lot of stories. We had done a lot of digging, saw the routes, how great of a route runner he was, you know, uh, hands, everything. Like, he's amazing. But 
I think the missing element was people said, oh, this guy can be really good, but come on, you're giving up in a historic wide receiver draft class. You're giving up yeah. a first round pick, right? And, right. you know, look what it, the Vikings did. But here's the difference. And I think this is what really made the difference was Ryan Dable said, I'm going to use this guy to his maximum ability. He led the league in targets and he led yeah. the league in catches. I mean, it's one thing to have this talented player, but it's completely different if you use him the way you're supposed to use him. And I think it was a great plan. Brandon Bean says, look, I'm going to spend the asset to do it, but we got to use him then. I'm not just going to spend a first round pick to give this guy 70 targets. That doesn't work. So I think at the end of the day, you know, seeing the development of Josh Allen, that was really the, the thing that put it over the top for Stefan Diggs and where Josh went to. Ryan Dable as well. And as you know, he's coming back. He didn't get one of those head jobs like a lot of people thought he would. That's going to be great for this offense as a whole. But Stephon Diggs, is, he is the real deal. The AFC has been the Kansas City Chiefs the last three years. The Patriots snuck in there in 2018, right at the, the back end of, of Tom Brady. We have not gotten all the way through free agency. We've not gotten all the way through the draft. But as you handicap the AFC, A, how close do you think everyone else is to the Chiefs as opposed to previous years? And what is it going to overtake B to t overtake the Chiefs and have a team from the AFC be represented by the Bills or by some other team? And if it is not the Bills and it's not the Chiefs, who is it? Well, I think the Chiefs are clearly number one. I think there's a bit of a gap. There's a clear number two, which is the Bills. Yeah. Uh, you'd probably agree. I think there's a bit of a gap yeah. and that there's a bunch of teams, right? I don't think Pittsburgh's there as much as it, a lot of people might have seemed like that or thought that they're losing defensive players. Ben, we saw that as the year went on, he's not quite the same quarterback. I don't think that's the case. I think the Ravens have a ceiling with Lamar and their philosophy that they want to run. They don't have the outside threats. They don't have the weapons. They just lost Matthew Judon. The team would be the Colts, but I don't know about Carson Wentz. Like, yeah. they're a good team, and, and they're really well coached, too. I mean, like, that's a, that's a team I think you have to really watch out, but I'm not really sure about Carson Wentz. I like Tennessee for this reason. When they're, when they're good, they might be the best team in the conference. Yeah. When they're not on their game, they're a very middle-of-the-pack team, right? I mean, they're, to me, they're the, the hot and cold type of team. They just signed Bud Dupree, but when they get rolling, they can be that team. And you know what? If everything gets straightened out in Houston with Deshaun, I think that I think you have to talk about the Texans because I'm a huge Deshaun supporter. I think Deshaun is an amazing quarterback. John, I got to tell you, I really like the things they're doing the last few days. I do. I think the Texans are building their roster the right way. Now they're not quite up there with those teams that were mentioned, but I think they can do some nice things. And then finally you have to remember Cleveland, obviously, because yeah. the way they can run the ball, they are adding some parts on defense, but I still question if they can really win, if they have to throw in a shootout on a regular basis. I know they did that a couple of times last year, but especially question what they are on defense, even with a couple additions. I think the wildest wild card that I can think of in the conference, when I just think about what is necessary to beat the Chiefs, I think you've got to have that dynamic piece. I think the wildest of wild cards, the Chargers. Yeah. Now, with Brandon Staley going there as head coach, you never know how he's going to be as head coach, but I know that defense is going to get a kick in the backside. And if the Chargers could ever finish games, yep. if they could ever finish games, they'd be 10 and 6, 11 and 5. And with Justin Herbert showing what he can do, man, there's a possibility. Justin Herbert throwing to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. There's a possibility they sign Corey Lindsley in free agency, Nick, or, uh, Joey Bosa on the out. And then they've got pieces. But gosh, they can just shoot themselves in the foot. I'm curious what Brandon Staley means for them from a stability standpoint. To me, the Chargers are the wildest of the wild cards. I love it. I love it. I think the Chargers, you know what? I should have brought them up when I did before, but I'll tell you this. If the Bills lose in the second round of the Ravens, Brian Dable's the head coach of the Chargers the next day. 
But because the Bills True. won, yeah. I believe firmly that the Chargers did not want to wait at least another week for Brian Dayball. Their owner said, you know what? I got a guy here. I can't wait. I got to get my program in place. They hired Brandon Staley. And look, maybe Brandon Staley is going to be a great coach. I'm not yeah. saying that at all. That's not an indictment on him whatsoever. But Brian Dable was earmarked for that job. Their GM, Tom Telesco, people might not know this. Him and Brian Dable went to high school together here in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, like, I, to me, like, that was the job. And can you imagine Ooh. after what Dable did with Josh Allen? For him to go and get just his hands on Justin Herbert with a ready-made roster, I think they would have been. So I agree with you. The wild card might be the coach right there, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any question with that. So basically what you're saying is Teron Johnson kept Brian Dable from getting a job. <laughs> I think so, yes. Okay, yes. so it, it is March Madness, and you're in Buffalo. You follow all sports. You, you even follow hockey. Sabres have got a strong connection with the Bills for one major reason. But – I've got to ask you about a, a bracket you have set up. So you merging the basketball and football worlds. Yep. The greatest, it's the greatest plays in Bill's history, correct? No, it's just from 2020. Oh, just for 2020. Is there any question? Is there any competition for what Teron Johnson did with that pick six? Is it no. even close? Teron Johnson is the. What is, he had? Is there anything? No. Teron Johnson is the number one seed, the 101 yard pick six, because as you just referenced a little bit, even though it's a play of the year, that could be one of the, that is one of the plays of the franchise history. It really yeah. is. But you know, we we go into March Madness, we go into tournaments, John, and there's always a clear number one. There's always a betting line favorite. Oh, this team's going to win. Yeah, and something happens. So you might as well at least have the have it, and people vote on it and things like that. And Taron Johnson, by the way, he's on this list twice for two pick six. He's had another one Sunday night against um, Ben Roethlisberger, fifty-one yards. This is a good. He's a good football player. I know you like him a lot. You know, he's a good football player. So, no, this is um, the top 16 plays of the Buffalo Bills season from 2020. There were a lot of great memories. You know, it's really nice to relive them. There's, I don't see there's any way Taron Johnson does not win the, 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 the overall uh, thing here. But I, I would rank it up there. To me, to me, there, in my lifetime, there's been probably two plays that really are maybe considered the play of the franchise and they both happened because of the same situation. One is a pick six from Taron Johnson last year in the Ravens. Yep. The other one, Carlton Bailey in the AFC championship game, pick six of John Elway, and the Bills yep. wound up winning the game by uh, a touchdown. And that was it. And it was a low-scoring game. To me, it's right up there with greatest plays in franchise history. Well, brother, I hope that we get to see each other down on the sideline in 2021, man. I just get this COVID thing out. I love Bills Mafia. I respect, respect from afar. Uh, love you to death, my friend. Thank you for your time. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Thank you very much and stay safe. Oh, that's my dude right there. Sal Capaccio, sideline reporter of the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Tyrod Taylor deal occurred after I talked to Sal, but I know Sal thinks very highly of Taylor. So uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him again down the road. All right, we got to go around the league. So much has happened today. I'll recap it all next right here on Texas All Access. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Two is better than one. 
How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. And there you go. Your Daikin HVAC system is all set up. Ah, fantastic. And you can call us anytime. I'm committed to meeting all your expectations for your new HVAC. Wow, that's some service. Hey, it's the least we could do. With Daikin, the only thing as reliable as our heating and cooling systems is the Daikin Comfort Pros that support them. Daikin Air Intelligence. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Texans GM Nick Casario told us exclusively how he wanted to execute free agency before it even began. If we can just hit some singles and doubles, try to improve the depth of our team. And right when it opened, that's exactly how the Texans operated. Ten players at seven positions in about eight hours, seven of them on one-year deals, three of them on two-year deals. That is a lot of singles and doubles. Get the inside knowledge of what the Texans moves will be before they make them. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. This is Texans Radio. It's Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale, where you can save up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or buy Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and more with our sleep experts today to find your best sleep. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Welcome to the show. Are you ready for a ride? Welcome to the show, Texas. This is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done. But hurry, Ford Truck Month is one show you don't want to miss. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football. All for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, 
And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you connections to the top business professionals in Houston and unprecedented access to Texans events. Sign up for the 2021 Lux waitlist. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on limited Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com or call 832-667-2299. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. You know, nothing's official until Wednesday, tomorrow, I think about 3, I don't know, about 3 o'clock, I think it is. I think it's 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. But I guess Tyrod Taylor making it official tweeted at 614 as I was talking to Mark Vandermeer. H-Town! Yeah, he's in. I love it. I really love this signing, man. I really do. Tyrod Taylor coming to Houston. One of many things happening around the league. Not the only quarterback news. As the Chicago Bears get a quarterback. Don't know if he's the starter. It sounds as if he is right now. I've always been a big fan of Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton is now the Chicago Bears seemingly he's the starting quarterback, I, I I would assume. Now, you think, well, the Bears can draft a quarterback. They're sitting at number 20. Not in the greatest position, 20 or 21. Not in the greatest position to go get a quarterback at that spot. They'd have to trade up, and they don't really have a lot of trade assets. They'd have to start trading off personnel assets to go get up. I think you got, I think you got to get – I have in my mock draft quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. Going Lawrence, um, Fields, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance. Now that's not the way I have them on my mock on my top one hundred, but just kind of putting teams together with quarterbacks. That's the way. I haven't gone top four, so you're going to have to get if you're the Bears into the top ten at a minimum to even sniff a rookie quarterback. So it might be Andy Dalton to be the starter there in Chicago. Now, I've always been I've always been an Andy Dalton guy. I know Bears fans are fairly livid today. But Andy Dalton one year deal as is Tyrod Taylor and like I said, you have a plan B with Tyrod Taylor that could turn into a plan A if you need it to. If you know what I'm saying? I, I just think there's a lot of good there. And whenever you add a veteran with the respect that Taylor garners throughout the league, I, I think it can only help you. So I, I love I love seeing that. Throughout the AFC South, things got a little crazier today. I mentioned what the Jaguars did yesterday, and I was I was pretty impressed with the Ray Robertson Harris signing. And I believe Curtis Samuel's also going there, although I have not yet been able to confirm that, although I saw it in a couple places. If he does, wow. Well, then today the Jags went out and signed Marvin Jones two years, $14 million, which is a steal for Marvin Jones. Then they traded for a defensive lineman, Malcolm Brown, who's with the Saints. And the Saints are just 
trading off assets, releasing guys, because they got to get under the cap by tomorrow. So they traded Malcolm Brown. They got rid of Janoris Jenkins, which leads me to what's going on in Tennessee, because Tennessee's got to do some maneuvering. So they, as I mentioned with Mark earlier, they cut Malcolm Butler a few days ago. They today cut former first-rounder Dory Jackson, and they're... I think he started at right tackle this year because Isaiah Wilson was a mess. Dennis Kelly, Tim Kelly's brother. So those three released, but as soon as Janoris Jenkins got on the market, the Titans jumped on it. They bring the Jackrabbit to Tennessee, filling one spot. So Tennessee has signed Bud Dupree and what other edge rusher? Why am I drawing a blank on the other edge rusher that they signed? Uh, this will drive me crazy. But they they dra- they signed another edge rusher who uh, have top of my head is somebody I know that... Oh, Bud Dupree. Oh, Danico Autry. So they got Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, and Janoris Jenkins. That's a big step for them in bolstering that defense. Huge. However, the cost was couldn't re-sign Jonu Smith, couldn't re-sign Corey Davis, couldn't bring back or didn't want to bring back Dennis Kelly. You already lost Isaiah Wilson from last uh, last year's draft class, which might be addition by subtraction. This is going to be an extremely important year for Mike Vrabel to try and get that defense right. It's not right right now. Even with Bud Dupree and Nico Autry. Autry's up in years a little bit. Bud Dupree's coming off an ACL. I'm not totally convinced the Titans have got that thing licked. And Janoris Jenkins, he is volatile and can go off at any moment. I am not convinced that thing is fixed at all in Tennessee. So we'll keep an eye on that. But the Jags... Marvin Jones, Malcolm Brown added to the mix today. I think they've done a whale of a job. Rayshon Jenkins from the Chargers at safety. Ray Robertson Harris up front on a D-line. Bringing in Malcolm Brown to help against the run. Marvin Jones at wide receiver to go with DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and potentially Curtis Samuel. The Jags are doing some things, and I'm not very happy about it. Kansas City Chiefs released running back Damian Williams. He was near the MVP of the Super Bowl. Opted out of last year due to COVID. He is released and on the market. But the Chiefs are trying to bolster their offensive line. And the Raiders are getting rid of offensive linemen uh, just like shedding skin. Just like just taking your clothes off to go take a shower. They're getting rid of everybody, including today, all former All-Pro, Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson. And it sounds as if the Chiefs could be in on him, potentially, along with a few other teams. The Chiefs trying to bolster that interior, but they also got to find two tackles because they cut Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Wow, a lot of stuff going on. And last but certainly not least, there are, there's one AFC South team, apparently maybe two in the market for Zach Ertz. Tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles makes a lot of sense in Indianapolis because of the tie to Carson Wentz, but also sounds like Jacksonville might be in the mix. And they've got some money to to uh, work with, and they've got draft picks to be able to make that move if they have to. Zach Ertz could end up in the AFC South. Ow! Don't want that at all. All right, a big thanks to Mark, to my man Sal Capaccio from up in Buffalo for joining me, to my man Jake. You're the best, brother. Absolute best. Love you. Best of luck to all of you listening out there. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. Whether you're living in a midtown high-rise or you're moving into your forever home, we have the options you need and the prices you really want. Visit today and find stylish sofas, dining sets, and more, starting as low as $10 per month. Ashley Home Store has financing options made to fit any budget. Start designing your dream home today. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Kick off the 2021 college football season the Texas way. The Houston Cougars and Texas Tech Red Raiders are heading to NRG Stadium Labor Day weekend for the 2021 Texas kickoff. Get the college football Saturday you've been craving right here in Houston with epic tailgates, an electric atmosphere, and memories that will last a lifetime. Sign up for the Texas kickoff waitlist to get pre-sale access, exclusive ticket offers, and the latest event news at www.texaskickoff.com. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 3330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon of all. The three. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Some places have low prices, but at Kroger, we go lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh. Like juicy clementines, salad greens, and your favorite cuts of chicken. That's because the Kroger app gives you more ways to save. You get personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points for prices that are even lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From annual checkups to managing chronic conditions, taking care of your health should always be a priority. At Houston Methodist, our primary care doctors are available to provide personalized care for you and your family safely. We offer a variety of convenient ways to get care from us, from same-day sick visits to extended hours at select locations. And we are taking every precaution to keep you safe during your visit. Choose your doctor or schedule online at HoustonMethodist.org slash stay healthy. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. 